0: The play!
1: The play Smiles everyone! Smile! Both! I think they want to go back to the 80s for the
0: fantasy!
1: Welcome my friends! Welcome to Back to the 80s on Fantasy Island! I love this show both! I love it! You're listening to Back to the 80s. Take me back to the days. Back to the 80s. Take me back, I want to go.
0: Back to the 80s.
1: 1.21 1. gigawatts! 1.21 gigawatts! What the hell is a gigawatt? <laughs> As you can hear with the laughing going on in the background just kind of when cheng here with you on back to the 80s welcome my friends to another night Chang, how the heck are you
0: oh if i was a calendar i'd be all filled up with goodness and how are you my favorite italian mexican human being
1: obviously we're supposed to be in lockdown but at the same time there's millions of people who think it's okay to not be in lockdown. Well, uh, we're here. What are we doing? Reminiscing, having some nostalgic memories. And by the way, speaking of nostalgic memories, I got some nostalgic coffee here right next to me.
0: Oh, and what kind of coffee is that?
1: Uh, Ethiopian.
0: (laughs) Oh, Ethiopian. Now, uh, is it made of Ethiopian
1: children? Did the Ethiopian children pick the beans? Neither one of those is a pleasant thought as I'm sipping this.
0: Or is it Ethiopian coffee made in China? (laughs) China.
1: Welcome, Chang. Welcome, everybody, to Back to the 80s. This is Toscano and Chang. As I always like to say, I am sitting next to the ever so wondrous, the man of a million illusions, the wondrous Chang.
0: Thank you for such kind put-downs, my Italian friend. You know, every time I hear your voice... I hear a toilet flushing in the distance. <laughs> I don't quite know why that is. Sometimes I think you're talking too much, ah, masa. But again, <laughs> what are you going to do? I want to welcome everybody also, because to my left is one of the strongest Italian men out of the 80s. I mean, Toscano used to be able to bench press. I'd say, how many booty socks? 40,000?
1: Oh, at I least don't know. at least two, the ones I always had on. But you want know, to hear mm. something funny, bro? I never used to wear booty socks until I got older. You know, as you become older, you know, things bo- bother you, and uh, the right. longer socks it would make me itchy. So I said no. Booty socks it is.
0: Now, was this Mrs. Toscano's uh, shopping idea, or <laughs> did you specifically tell her? No. Honey, I want you to get me some booty socks, and that's it.
1: And it's funny because we've been fooling around with this same joke for ages because oh, when God, we used yeah. to do the other radio show, you and I, uh, I actually used to put my foot on top of the desk and, and show everybody the, yes, sm- and the and small ankle Yes, and as socks. a matter of fact,
0: the joke started one day, I believe we were, well, of course, it started one night when we were, re- we were recording, and I think you had your legs crossed. <laughs> yeah, and I, I did. think uh, right. I think I was probably under the influence of Chang uh, Changitis. And I looked over to my, le- to my uh, left, and I remember seeing those, and then it was over. I mean, the jokes just started flowing. That's when we had, uh see see, uh, Greedy Boy as our, uh, as our board. up. Remember the Lord of the Board?
1: <laughs> you used to love it when, if, you, when you used to call him the man boy.
0: The man boy. If man boy is listening, I'd like to give him a, a fond uh, Toscano and Chang howdy. Howdy, man boy. Hope all is well.
1: All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to this madness that we call Back to the 80s that premieres every Friday for your enjoyment. And throughout the week, you know what? We've got so much going on, so much chaos, so much just nonsense that, uh, you know, when you tune into Back to the 80s, you get a little bit more nonsense. But this time, it at least will bring you a little smile. And right now I think the
0: world needs a smile of some kind.
1: Yeah, I mean Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Um as a matter of fact, I want us to go back to go way, way back to are a you talking eighty one? Oh my gosh. I'm talking nineteen eighty. We're actually gonna what be were talking you about doing the entire... nineteen eighty. Oh my goodness, Husky. I was I was very young, so uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I was wasting money at arcades, which brings us to tonight's oh, yeah. topic. Tonight We enter the doors of your favorite arcade. That's right. Tonight, we talk about the video games that made us waste money, waste pairs of shoes, and most of all, get our parents angry at us. Tonight, we want to bring you back to nostalgia, and we Mm -hmm. want to talk about a few of the favorite games pretty much not only voted on, did you know, Chang, that there's there's a Hall of Fame and a world record for games and arcades? You know what? I had heard that rumor. I am unfamiliar
0: with the location, but I did hear that, and I remember when I heard that, I thought, that is just ridiculous. <laughs> and then on the other side of my brain, I thought, hmm, that is one place I would like to go and get back into some Donkey Kong. I would like to play some Defenders, maybe some Asteroids. Now, remember, the uh, video game was the child of Pong. I'm sure some of our older listeners, including uh, listeners our age, remember Pong. Oh,
1: I, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. You remember Pong. Well, yeah, and that's a 70s game, I believe, 72, 73. Did you know I ended up finding out that the oldest video game ever, I originally thought it was Pong, but apparently there was a guy that was a physicist by the name of William Higginbotham, or Higginbotham, mm-hmm. uh, 1958, okay. he created what is thought to be the first video game ever. And it was just a simple really? tennis game. Yeah, so similar to, to Pong.
0: Wow. What arcade did you fancy back in 1980? You give me your answer, then I'll give you yours. And let's see if any of our listeners recall either one of those places.
1: Well, because I lived, I lived very near to the city of Norwalk. And in Norwalk, oh, yes. they have the very famous golf and stuff. And right. uh, so my favorite arcade throughout my entire childhood was golf and stuff. And so I spent tons and tons of money and and right. uh, aggravated my parents. And we had birthday parties and, and the whole nine oh, yards. Yeah. We just re- had a great time. I
0: recall that place.
1: And it's still around. That's what's fascinating that those place, some yes. of those places anyway are still around. And golf and stuff is one of those that, you know, it's a nice thing that you live so close when you watch the Karate Kid and you can just walk on over.
0: daniel Son, wax on,
1: wax off. So there is a museum. It's called the National Museum of Play. It's called mm. The Strong. I like the title. Yeah, The Strong, National Museum of Play. And uh, you can go visit okay. them whenever you want. You have It's museumofplay.org. And uh, they've got tons of information regarding, you know, the Hall of Fame inductees. And and you were mentioning that you wanted to play Donkey Kong. Did you know that they were barely inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2017?
0: Really? Yeah, barely. That's insane because was that not the birth of the
1: Mario Brothers Mario? (laughs) That is correct.
0: (laughs) You you see how I did that? You you see the way that set up? That set up itself.
1: Oh, my God. And you know what's funny? Comical genius. Today there was a guy from pest control that came over to the house and he yeah. asked me for my name. So I gave him my name, I said, My name is Mario and the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, Hey Mario, where's Luigi?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he starts laughing. <laughs>
1: and I'm looking I at him slapped high five with that guy. Yeah, I'm looking at him and I'm going, Yeah, I've never heard that one before throughout my childhood. Is-
0: now I bet you you thought that was a racist comment,
1: you being Italian. <laughs> Uh, is see how I worked that into? I see. I see. But let's go back to 1980. All right. So okay. 1980. I, I
0: was at the Electric Planet.
1: Electric Planet. Where was that at? Yes. Now, the
0: Electric Planet was uh, the home of the Electric Planet was the beautiful city of Montebello, California. Oh, is that the one? Located on Whittier Boulevard in the Garmar Center.
1: Was that the one that was like a like a pirate ship? No, that
0: one was in La Puente, and I still have not got the name of that. So damned me for not doing that. But I will have the name of that particular arcade on our next show. Because, I'm not going to do it now.
1: Because a funny story, that one that's like a pirate ship. Right. When my friend and I were about 12 or 13 years old, my buddy took his mom's uh, sky blue Ford Fairmont station wagon. Oh. Remember those?
0: Oh, dude, yeah. My I believe my grandmother had a...
1: Yeah, well, he was 13 years old. I was 13 years wow. old or something like that. And we went to this place and we're 13-year-old kids driving on the freeway. <laughs>
0: so you were on the 5, correct,
1: or or, or close to you the know what? I don't even remember where we were on. I was just so afraid that we were going to get into an accident. And here's my my buddy going, oh, man, I've driven on the freeway tons of times. He was like 13. <laughs> but uh, wow. Yeah, so I want to take you back to 1980. And the reason for that is because in 1980, the release of a very, very famous, if not the most famous of all video games, or at least the most successful video game of all time, sold 350,000 arcade cabinets in 1980, racking up over $2 billion in revenue, which would be an equivalent today of about $3.4 billion. Tell me you want to hear Mm -hmm. what that game was.
0: I want to hear that game because I have an idea, but I'm thinking it's one of two. So go ahead and play it, and let me see if I'm correct in my own mind. It was, that.
1: It was so famous that they even made a song. Oh. I got a pocket full of quarters,
0: and I'm headed to the arcade. Oh, oh.
1: strike you your nostalgia man
0: that is insane I haven't heard this uh, song since 1980
1: (laughs) (laughs) and the greatest thing about it is that the chorus says the name of the game I mean it's obvious by the intro but the name of the song do you remember what the name of the song is here it is Pac-Man Fever right
0: Yeah. So, now, were you pretty good at Pac-Man, or or did you suck like uh, a lot of other games?
1: Well, here's youngsters? here's the honest truth. I loved mm-hmm. Pac-Man. The look, I loved the whole idea. I loved the music. I loved the atmosphere that surrounded the game. But mm-hmm. I could never get past the second level, second or third level. Oh. And, and wow, the same really? Thing, yeah, same thing goes with just because it bored me. You know, I said yeah. okay. It didn't change maps. It still looks the same. It maybe changes a little bit. So I would really, really, unless I was really bored and there was no other video games available at that time. Really? I wouldn't waste my money on Pac-Man, yeah. Now
0: that is insane because I would play that thing and I got up to level. I think the highest was six, maybe seven. Uh, And I enjoyed it because it it became more rapid the more levels you went. I mean, sometimes those little flying bastards would just come at you and gobble you. But the biggest joy I used to have is eating the cherries and then being able to dominate every little blue meanie on that screen. That's what it was all about. Domination, eating the blue meanies, eating the cherries, getting your cherry pie and winning, my brother.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and now, believe it or not, believe it or not, the the world's champion, okay, the world mm-hmm. champion gamer for Pac-Man, I believe he crossed over the 200th level. And by that point... You know, the original designer of the game, they never thought anybody was ever going to get there. So part of the screen is garbled up. You see, wow. like, a bunch of gibberish on it. And so right. you only play, right. like, on half of the screen. So it's, it's very interesting. You know, it's funny that whenever I hear somebody talk about games of today, and, of mm. course, we can't compare them because today's games look oh, like no. real life. So we're yeah. not we're not going to go and compare them. That's, it was just another time, another world. However, yeah. If you want to drive a kid insane, a competitive kid insane, put him in front of an 80s game and let yeah. him see if he can cross over, uh, for example, Donkey Kong. Do you yes. remember how hard it was just to pass that first level?
0: Oh, I hated Donkey Kong sometimes. Sometimes I just like felt breaking the screen. You know, Sometimes I would just get tripped up on those damn barrels and I just couldn't get past it. I, uh, Donkey Kong used to just irritate me. You know, uh, I would like to go. I used to go to the zoo and throw bananas at the monkeys just because I was defeated heavily in Donkey
1: Kong. (laughs) Another interesting fact if we jump over to 1981, Mm -hmm. Donkey Kong was one of the first platforms and the only second game ever to feature multiple levels.
0: Yes. And Donkey Kong was
1: incredibly difficult to play. I think I got up to level four or level five, but that's it. I couldn't go on. It, it was like the first game that, that had a, a storyline and had a damsel in distress, if you remember.
0: Yes, yes, you can be the hero. You can get the gorgeous girl.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But, but back in the 80s, I think everybody that was a teenager was trying to get that that peak of success where you are the uh, arcade wizard and uh, it comes with a hot chick and a sporty new levi jacket you remember those days
1: oh i remember those levi jackets that if it was winter time and you wore one of those you were going to freeze to death because they weren't warm at all
0: yeah and if you put a members only jacket on then i mean you can cruise any chick that you wanted at a dance party bro that was just one of the weak stages of the 80s but that's another story
1: we're going to take a short break when we come back we'll have more of this talk of the greatest decade on earth that's right you're listening to Back to the 80s.
0: Welcome back. You are on the hang with Toscano and Chang. We are discussing video games here at Back to the 80s. And uh, Toscano, we're talking about video games. We're talking about Donkey Kong, and we're talking about, of course, Pac-Man. What was one of your favorite uh, space-age games? Mine uh, had to be Galactica. Uh, I, I just thought that was pretty cool that the way the ships you could just line them up and fire away, and then they would spin off and come at you in all kinds of directions. I thought it was a little bit more uh, action-packed than asteroids. How about you?
1: Well, I like it. Now, are you talking about Galaga or Galaxian? Because oh, am Galaxian... no, Talking about
0: Galaxian. Galaxian. Oh, okay, because Galaxian was yes. first.
1: Yeah, Galaxian was first, and mm-hmm. then after Galaxian, uh, it spawned. Galaga uh, that's right. anyway that's according to some of the information that I that I've been reading if somebody out there knows something different or knows the official version please let us know here at back to the 80s so your favorite game was galaxian right
0: yes bro that and defenders i used to like Defenders. the space age games were just like killer bro i mean you put yourself right there you you, you know you, you think you're in a space war
1: yeah i agree so my just favorite like the game president does. <laughs> my favorite game of all time was a game that, I don't know, you may have heard of it, may have not, but I'm going to let you listen to it, and then right. you tell me. Far if... away. Oh, Jesus. So that was my Holy favorite man. game of all time. It came out in 1982 by the company called Namco, And it's a game called Exevious. It's spelled... Yeah, it's spelled X-E-V-I-O-U-S. And it features a little spacecraft that shoots both uh, a double firing system and also shoots bombs at uh, different locations as these flying disks go in the air. And also these little uh, stations that are on the ground uh, shoot at you as well. But the cool thing that made me just get so psyched about this game was that there were little cheats in the game. And mm. um, and that was as you're crossing this green valley with uh, kind of rivers running through it and things like that, mm-hmm. you can shoot bombs in areas that were blank or there, there's nothing there. And sometimes you would have uh, like an extra life appear and then you'd shoot it and, you know, you'd get your extra life. So that was my yeah. favorite game of all time. Up until we get to number one, but I'm not going to be talking about that just yet.
0: Now, was that the game that used to shoot from the front
1: and the rear? No, no, no. I know. I think I know which one you're talking about, mm. but no, this is totally different. Now, jumping over to 1985 with uh. the North America, 85-86. Well, Uh, With the North American release of the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1985 and the Sega Master System, the focus switched heavily to developing home gaming systems. So that's where everything changed. Um, Mm -hmm. Although arcades were still a thing, people having fun at those arcades. I mean, it was still huge, but it was something that was looming in the horizon. And something else happened two years prior. And this is what I think was interesting. In 1983... And I don't know if you remember this, bro. A lot of news segments featured the the moral fight against video games by concerned parents. Right. And did you know that that nearly killed the video game industry?
0: Yeah, I remember that. I was a a senior in uh, high school in 83. I remember that. And uh, I was already kind of growing out of video games by then. I discovered women and and, Finding that singing with bands gets you a lot of chicks. So I didn't play too many video games, but I remember that happening. And I thought, you know what, uh, what kind of conservative crap are we going into? where you are going to jeopardize one of the greatest entertainment uh, packages that we had in that generation. And I believe that was the era when we started going into tokens.
1: Now, check this out. Before 1985, Mm -hmm. the industry had made 12 billion dollars in wow. video games a year. $12 billion. That's a huge industry. That's once, a whole lot of quarters. A whole lot of quarters. Now, once parents started fighting against the video game companies and then the console wars started, mm-hmm. they went from $12 billion. In 1985, they only made $100 million. Wow. Now, that's wow. huge. That's a huge loss yeah. for arcades.
0: Yeah. It was a pastime when you think about it, playing video games was, was a pastime, you know. It was just something you did and, and, and something that everybody did. Uh, you know, but back then, remember, it really didn't matter what age. I remember going to arcade still, even after I had graduated. And there was people of all ages, you know. I would see uh, people older than me, people in their 20s. And, and it was like, uh, it was always fun, man, because different generations, the zest that they had for some of these games was pretty intense. Yeah. I used to enjoy watching older older cats play some of the young cats, man. Oh, no. And no. the
1: battles that they would have. That was great to see. Do you remember? It was a hockey table with like uh it was supposed to be glass over it, like a dome, and right. it was kind of like a foosball table, but it was hockey players with the sticks and everything. That was one yeah. of my favorite games of all time.
0: Oh yeah, dude! I remember that game where you your your uh, hockey players are sliding with those little yes, slats. On the, on yes, yes, that's yeah. the
1: one. That's the and one. And then
0: every now every now and then you had one guy that couldn't turn all the way around. and he would get pissed off, and <laughs> that guy's weak. Yep. you know. I remember that. I, do you remember? Uh, oh, oh man, uh, I'm going to go out on, on a limb here. Back in the '70s, real quick. I don't know if you remember
1: the game of Electric Football. But, I do uh, remember Electric Football. Sports games were the
0: she nuts back then, bro.
1: Oh no, they were they were extremely popular. Around 1981, yeah. 82, there was right. a game that I used to play across the street from my house. It was at an Alpha Beta supermarket. They had three Ooh. video games. They had okay. uh, Pac Man. They had my favorite mm-hmm. game, Exebius, and they had the a game called USA Olympics, where you could play ah. several different um, sporting events in right. that game. It was just awesome uh, i remember my friends used to come up with a, a method to press the buttons quicker so that the little man would run faster oh yeah and so they would put a pencil between the pinky and the index finger going over the middle and ring finger and they would press on one side of the pencil while the pencil uh, eraser was pressing the other button it was genius but it never worked for me <laughs> yeah,
0: you know what I, I bet you that uh that would have worked when you were playing remember that first boxing game that they put out punch out wasn't Where- it yeah, Punch-Out. You remember that game? I think that probably would have worked. That trick on that game would have worked. That was a crazy game, too. It was incredibly hard. Yeah, it was hard. I remember punching the crap out of machines, bro, and getting tossed out of arcades. <laughs> yeah, that game was insane.
1: You know, after that, I remember them coming out with, like, a, a sequel to Punch-Out, and it was called Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Do you remember? Yes, dude.
0: Of course I remember. I'm the guy that made the game after. I, I'm going to cook them. I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat your children. I'm going I'm to hit you so hard your mother's going to feel it and she's not
1: even alive. Let me take a quick moment and mention that on our Facebook fan page, a lot of people have given us comments on what their favorite games were. Nice. Uh, Gary Doan uh, said that his favorite game was Air Combat from Atari. Ooh. Robert Dietz says Donkey Kong and Burger Time. Uh, Jason uh-huh. Atkinson Says his favorite game of all time is Galaga. Uh, let me take nice. a couple more. Scott Chamberlain says Defender and Rampage, right. and a young lady by the name of Sarah Kelly says Rampage, and Brent Cast says Pole Position. Ooh,
0: Pole Position. That's a game that. Wow, that was a game I I, I used to like to play. I'm giving air fives to all those cats, man. <laughs> that was, that was some good games, bro. I mean,
1: now what uh,
0: about? Nowadays, bro, what what do we have now? I'll try to play a video game with my grandkids and don't whoop my butt so quick I look stupid. I'd just rather go out there and watch the grass grow, bro, instead <laughs> of sitting in front of a video game and get get my get my skinny flat butt handed to me by my nine-year-old grandson, bro.
1: There's a gentleman by the name of James Jolly who says uh, Pac-Man. Uh, Matt Bryant says Rygar and Wonderboy. I don't remember that one. Uh, I don't
0: remember that.
1: Uh, Dorothy McCumber says Gorf. And Jeremy Magoon says, Tempest. Remember Tempest? I remember Tempest.
0: Oh, yes. I remember Tempest, bro.
1: So these were all classic games of that era. Tempest was more of a mind game, bro. Yeah, it was very difficult. I mean, you know, what game wasn't difficult? Do
0: you remember Tron? How many people out there listening remember Tron?
1: I used to love playing Tron, but I (laughs) hated it because I always used to crash in those darn little motorcycles.
0: Yes, I hated that part too, bro. That was... That was a trippy game, man. I used to try to play that game under the influence of LSD, and I did, I think I was better under the influence. I think. I
1: think. Over. I think you were playing <laughs> other video games. Let me quickly run down uh, the the world's record or the uh, inductees to the Video Game Hall of Fame. I'm just going to run down real quick on twentieth place. Is uh, you know what? Actually, let me do this before I run down the list. I'm going to let you hear number twenty because number twenty is probably the hardest game I had ever played up to that point. And it was a game that came out in 1983, and it was made by a company called Cinematronics, and it follows the adventures of, well, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to let you hear it for yourself. Here we go. Dragon's Lair, the fantasy adventure where you become a valiant knight. On a quest to rescue the fair princess from the clutches of an evil dragon. You control the actions of a daring adventurer finding his way through the castle of a dark wizard who has enchanted it with treacherous monsters and obstacles. In the mysterious caverns below the castle, your Odyssey continues so this... against the awesome Dragon Slayer. And, yes, and what made it so awesome is that it was a cartoon. I mean, and I don't yeah. mean it looked like a cartoon; it was no. a cartoon, and so people flocked to this game. But it was just so, so darn hard. I don't even think I made it through the guy's first few steps after encountering a bad guy.
0: Yeah, that's where I was at on that game. That's kind of like the gra- the grandfather of uh, modern day gaming. I would. I would say on a hunch.
1: Would, it, would you agree? I definitely. I know that it was way, way, way ahead of its time. And uh, it was just a game that just it was stunning, stunning to look at. Yeah.
0: I would have much rather watched it in a movie than get my butt handed to me on that game as many times as I did. But that was a, that was a pretty cool game. Yeah. And didn't, uh, Disney,
1: you, yeah, didn't Disney come out with Dragon's Lair as a movie or something like that?
0: Yes, I believe. I mean, Yeah that's when disney started getting greedy and capitalizing on just about (laughs) everything
1: (laughs) and that is something we can touch on toscano and chang uh once again if you just joined us here uh with toscano and chang here at back to the 80s we want to remind you that we have a facebook fan page which you can go ahead and uh, pay a visit and leave us a little note there on what topics you'd like to discuss every single friday when we get together here with all this madness uh we'll discuss some of these topics uh, yeah. Back to back to the video games. Number eighteen on the list is Tempest. Number mm-hmm. seventeen. Here's a game that I really liked because the visuals were just nice, and I was actually pretty pretty decent at it. And that's Centipede.
0: Oh uh, yeah, Centipede. I for- I forgot about that game. That game. Uh, it kind of easy, kind of not. But uh, the graphics on that thing were pretty cool. Yeah, that was a pretty cool game. Centipede
1: number sixteen.
0: Frustrating is all hell too.
1: (laughs) All of them, all of them, man. Number sixteen on the list uh, that made it was my favorite game, Exevius. Number fifteen, Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, I'm going to skip uh, a few down the road and going to go to uh, Frogger as number twelve. Okay, Um, I hated that game. That was a that was a great game. They even had okay. Star Wars, the game. Did you ever play this? Because I didn't really see much of this game. And it was a game that was released in 1983 based on the movie. Yeah, so I, you know I, yeah, I, I never don't
0: remember it. seeing that game around. I, I, I really don't
1: remember seeing that game. So jumping up to number seven, we had Donkey Kong made it. Uh, number six, right. Burger Time. Number five mm. is the one that you just mentioned, which is Tron. Right. Number four. Was uh, created in 1982. Number four was very famous. Believe it or not, I have never played number four, and that's Cubert.
0: I've never played that either. i never even heard of that game up until this this uh, segment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Cubert, I'm sure you've seen it. You probably just don't remember. But your goal is to hop from one cube to another, change the okay. color of every pyramid without falling off or, or getting caught by the bad guys. Uh, wow. Yeah one of one of its very popular antics was whenever Cubert was caught by the enemy. A, a dialogue bubble shows up with little curse signs you know representing what? Swe- yeah representing swearing and it purple, was a, yeah so it was very very successful uh, number three of course what are we going to say it's Miss Pac-Man number mm-hmm. two Galaga and we come right. to number one now I went really really fast and I skipped over because we just don't have that much time on the show but number one brother I'm going to play you the sound effect This was to become my favorite game of all time. And it was um, the very first time was 1983 when it came out. And it was called. (laughs) Now, everybody and their grandmother knows what that game is. (laughs) And that's Super Mario. This came out. Uh, This came out after the original uh, Mario Brothers game, which, by Mm -hmm. the way, I played the original and I never understood it, never got it. I sucked at it. And then when Super Mario comes out, that's when everybody said, oh, my gosh, what is this? It was great to Mm -hmm. play. It was easy. And yet it was challenging. It had different levels. It was just a great, great game to play.
0: I was way better at Super Mario than Mario Brothers, It was pretty easy to play, man. You know, there were some games that were pretty easy, and then there were some games that would just get you so pissed off. You'd go out there and slap yourself a thousand times for wasting quarters getting your ass kicked on those things. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Super Mario, bro, that thing was so easy. I used to just like to cream my buddy, you know, left and right on that game, bro. I mean, that was like the big thing back then, man, when you could just like beat your buddies, and you got bragging rights all the way home, whether you're driving or walking, you know?
1: Oh, no, it was a fantastic time. It was uh, an era that brought so many kids together. And we looked forward to the weekends because it was a time where we can just ride our bikes. Uh, Maybe we got invited to a birthday party. Maybe, um, you know, your parents were just those cool parents that allowed you and went with you to some of the arcades. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Or was it after school, you know, that you got together with your friends and you stopped by maybe the local liquor store to play yes. the arcade games? But whatever it was, it was uh, just a, a time that made us all smile.
0: Man, that was a time, uh, bro, when you could go to your li- your local liquor store and play video games. I'll never forget so many times that man, I would hear the liquor store clerk go, Hey, four at a time, four at a time. You other guys, get your bikes off the glass and get the hell out of here. <laughs> I remember those days, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, man, the liquor store, depending on how many games they had, dude, they would get packed, man. I remember put people putting your your quarters on the on the on the game text and then going next. It was insane, man. I remember those days, man. And Boy, I swiped a lot of baseball cards, bro, during those years, bro, when people were, like, lining up to play video games. Nobody was paying attention to anything else. Oh, I know. So me and Topps got along just great.
1: (laughs) On that note, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, it's your favorite time and mine. It's a time that we call the chain grease. Don't go away. This is Back to the 80s. That's right welcome back to the 80s this is the time ladies and gentlemen this is the time we've all been waiting for because it's the time when we allow the man of a million illusions the ever so wondrous chang to delight us in those things that made us all angry back in the 80s oh yes and in his Irritability. honor yeah and in his honor we now call them changries so chang take it away
0: well, everybody, I'm going to have to get a couple of things off my chest right here. You know what gets me changry about the 80s? Skinny jeans.
1: You know what gets me changry about the 80s? What's that? Penny loafers without the pennies. Ah,
0: oh, yes. You know what gets me changry? Loverboy's headband.
1: You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? Parachute pants that were too tight to be called parachute pants. You know what
0: got me Changri back in the 80s? Leg warmers.
1: You know what got me Changri back in the 80s? When men used to wear leg warmers. Oh.
0: You know what got me Changri back in the 80s? The name alone, Molly (laughs) Ringwall.
1: I couldn't go after that. You know what got me Changri back in the 80s? Going to an arcade and none of their games that you liked were there. Because the only games they had were from the 70s.
0: Oh, yes, I hated that. A lot of pinball back then. Buddy. A lot of pinball. Just a pinball wizard. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? When they discovered to cut my fishing wire off my rigged quarter.
1: You know what got me changry back in the 80s? Going to your favorite fast food restaurant and finding out that all you had was change in your pocket. And you couldn't even oh. get the 99 cent menu.
0: You know what used to get me Changri in the 80s when I would cop a field because I swel- smelled Aquanet and it was the guy?
1: You know what got me Changri back in the 80s? Going to the boys' locker room and the locker room smelled like Aquanet.
0: Oh, yes, I remember that a lot when I played football. Uh, but not too many guys uh, like me that uh, had long hair. You know, and that was kind of an omen back yeah. then. You know what got me Changri back yeah. in the 80s really quick? Rockabilly music there, I've said it.
1: <laughs> you didn't like stray cats?
0: I don't mo- I don't bother chasing mice around. I slip in an alley, howling into the moonlight on a hot summer night. No, I'm not a big fan of, uh, of rockabilly music, bro. I, I was a, a ded- dedicated metalhead, so we're kind of arrogant and tough, if you know what I'm saying.
1: Definitely do. This has been Back to the 80s. I am Toscano. I just want to remind you guys once again to... Uh, don't forget that our show comes on every single Friday. You can get in touch with, with us by going to our Facebook fan page. You can even write us an email if that's what you'd like to do. Write us a nice letter uh, at Back sure. to back to the 80s. Now that's back the number two the 80s radio at gmail.com. Um, also coming up in the very next episode of Back to the 80s, we're going to have a special segment that involves love-hate letters from yeah. you, the listener. So send yeah. us your love-hate letters of whatever it is, and we'll read them here with a special segment called Love-Hate Letters.
0: That's right. And we're going to have two special jocks that uh, do that uh, special little
1: Absolutely dance of love-hate yep. letters. Yep, absolutely.
0: Me and Toscano will be taking a break while these two guys are on. We're going to – we hope uh, you welcome them with open arms. Uh, these guys are a couple of uh, – professionals, a couple of doctors, they know all about love and hate, and uh, we hope you uh, welcome them with open arms.
1: That's right. And on behalf of Back to the 80s, we want to wish you a very safe and happier week. Uh, be right. careful going out there with a the protest because sometimes you never know what you get. So That's right. be good and stay safe and join us next Friday as we come back to the 80s.
0: And as Toscana was saying, you guys be safe out there Remember, we still have a virus We have a lot of anger in the streets And uh, if you're not going to be part of the solution To put a hand in there and change things Then you know what, my brothers and sisters You are the pollution uh, We're going to take this one out We hope to hear from you again next Friday Be safe, stay lifted and gifted This is the Chang Hasta la vista And